Hello, and welcome to episode 439 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and this is, yes, 439 consecutive weeks of the Perceptive Photographer. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I really do appreciate it. Don't forget, if you're looking to understand a little bit better about your own photography and the photography of others, there are still just a few spots left in my classes on enhancing your critique skills. So head up on up to danieljgregory.com, click on that workshop and education tab and check out that workshop. There is one in the middle of August and one at that first weekend in September. So make sure you check those out. I had recently been listening to the radio and got a song stuck in my head. And this particular time it was Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it doesn't really matter. It happens all the time to me. I will get a song stuck in my head and I only get like, you know, part of it sort of worms into my brain. And you only get to listen to like a certain chorus or a certain set of lyrics in a chorus over and over and over. And then like two days later, that same little piece is playing. You're in the shower, that same little piece is playing. You're in the car, that same little piece is playing. It's like it's stuck in this sort of broken loop inside of your head. And I have learned that if you actually go listen to the song and let the song finish, it'll actually just like snap your fingers, poof, it'll break that cycle of that. It's basically the brain's trying to sort of finish a puzzle it can't solve and it doesn't remember enough of the music or the lyrics to actually finish it. So it's kind of gets stuck in this repetitive loop. And so by providing the context, the rest of the music or enough of the music, it can sort of let that go. It lets that little problem release out of its sort of looped memory and everything's fine. And I equate it to sort of that same phenomenon we have sometimes when we are thinking about a particular actor, actress, director, movie, where it's like on the tip of our tongue. And we know all sorts of information about the thing or the person, but we can't quite get it out. Like, oh, you know, he was the guy in in the movie Ferris Bueller. He was the guy who said Bueller, Bueller. He had that TV show where he gave away all his money. Like you can't remember Ben Stein. You can't remember that that actor's name was Ben Stein. And so you just have all this amazing amount of information, except the piece of information you want. And those two pieces sort of happened, I think, to all of us, but they've been, you know, happened to me a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. And it got me sort of thinking about in terms of how that probably impacts my photography and the way I work and approach the craft of photography and my interactions with photography and photographers. And I think that sort of manifests itself in a couple of ways. And I think one of the ways that that comes about is in photographing things that are sort of interesting to me, but I'm never sure if they're interesting to somebody else. So I'm off photographing ferns, cows, cardboard boxes, whatever struck my fancy at that time, day, week, for a month, however long it is. But I sort of photograph this thing that's odd and I can't let it go for some reason. I've got to keep exploring and digging into that subject or that subject matter. I keep photographing over and over again, or there's a weird technique. And I've learned that just because you watch a YouTube video doesn't mean you actually can do the YouTube video. And that goes for more than just photography. But anyway, in photography, like watching a video about how to do something can gives you the kind of the conceptual understanding of how that might work, but then to go actually execute lighting, compositing, something in framing, use of motion, then still requires a set of skills to be practiced so that you can not successfully execute it once, but you can successfully, you can successfully, successfully say that, you can successfully execute it over and over again. 
that ability to not have something happen once, but happen every time you pick up the camera. That's true mastery. That's what sets us sort of apart from accidentally stumbling onto a good photograph to being able to make a good photograph over and over again is we understand enough of the skills, techniques, and practice that we're doing that allows us to create these photographs. And I think what happens sometimes, like I said, is when we get to a point where we're at the precipice of something that could be very interesting in our photography, we're doing something interesting to us that's not necessarily interesting to somebody else, but it's over and over again. It's wormed our way into our brain. It's that song that we can't get rid of. It's lots of information, but we can't quite put our finger on what it is that we actually want. And so part of, I think, the exploration we do as photographers sometimes is in an effort to resolve that particular lack of information, that particular lack of the ability to resolve something within us through our photographic practice. And so it comes up over and over again. So the saying, I'm going to go tackle and photograph this same object over and over again is a relationship we're building to that subject that is hopefully being informative of us. It's something maybe we just enjoy. I enjoy taking pictures of ferns and plants and leaves, but there's something else about that that's providing a sense of order, a sense of structure, maybe a sense of balance that maybe I don't have in some other aspect of my life. And so that that particular thing is giving me something to stand on, something to grab a hold of to make things seem more concrete, makes things seem sort of more real. And again, like the Ben Stein reference, where there's that information about a, a, something I know that I know, but I can't quite put my finger on it. It's something that we're, we're losing, we're missing. It feels like it's falling out of our grasp. And I think one of the challenges photographically for a lot of us is we start to actually get a handle on our photography. We realize there's a massive amount of knowledge and skills that we're carrying around with us. Whether it's adjusting ISO, F-stop, shutter speeds, editing in Photoshop, editing in the Lightroom, staying organized, backing up files, moving things from an iPhone to this catalog to that catalog, whatever it is, there's an amazing amount of information that we're expected to hold and have available and accessible to us at our fingertips at a moment's notice. So that when we go out to create a really interesting photograph, we can remember all of those things about how light, color, movement, time of day, lighting, all of those things come into play to sort of make that photograph interesting. And I think sometimes we can worry so much about whether or not we can remember the answer that we inevitably don't succeed because we get obsessed with the minutia of the answer. Now, is it more important that I know that it was Ben Stein in Ferris Bueller or the fact that I know a lot about Ben Stein and can't quite put my finger on it at the moment? Which one of those is probably the most critical skill? Because I can probably describe enough of that to somebody who's also a Ferris Bueller fan. They can probably get Ben Stein and fill in the blank for me. But if we think about that being a photograph, sometimes, again, I might be missing language. I might be missing something small within the photograph that I may not be able to get access to. For whatever reason, I am mentally blocked in that capacity. Somebody else might give it to me by sharing that information, by sharing that photograph. And I think that's one of the things that's so important about when we're dealing with these moments of this worm in my head that I can't get out of. There's this piece of data that I really want access to. That part of the way we have structured ourselves for learning these days is that all of the information in the world is at our fingertips. 
If I can't remember who the teacher is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I can ask the Google or the DuckDuck who was the teacher in Ferris Bueller, and it'll come back and tell me Ben Stein, and then a lot of information about Ben Stein. If I ask it who won the 1937 World Series, it will come back and provide me that answer. If I ask it what is the circumference of the globe, it will come back and answer that question. There's all sorts of information that's readily available at the fingertips. And so the question I think that comes down to this I can't finish the song. I can't put my finger on the information I'm trying to deal with the photograph. Do we opt in for the fastest, most accessible way to get to the information? Or do we allow ourselves the experience of trying to figure it out on our own? And much like trying to get that song out of your head where it's wormed into your head, sometimes what we need is to complete the action. It's to complete the listening to the song so that the brain can let it go. By allowing that to happen, we fulfill basically the brain's desire to get out of the loop on its own. We haven't shortchanged anything. Yes, we've probably been driven crazy for several days. But we're starting to understand that there is a process to go through. There is a resolution to that that is not the instantaneous amount of information. The sitting and trying to recall who was the teacher in Ferris Bueller or who won a certain sporting event or who sings a certain song, trying to remember who did that, not just instantly grabbing our phone to get that answer is important because when it comes to photographs, when it comes to working photographically, if I'm standing out there and I'm going to make a portrait of somebody and I'm going to work on my artist series portrait where I'm going to people's art studios and I'm photographing artists in their natural habitat. I can't just sit there and ask Google what makes the right photograph. I can't, well, I can, and some AI engine might give me an answer. But my job is to sit there and sort of figure that out. And much like that song that's going around and around in my head, that's what I might see in my head is an incomplete image. And I've got to be able to make adjustments for how the person sits, where they stand, what are they holding, how do I fit the environment into the photograph, what are the different things that are coming, going to come into play within that photograph that make it interesting. I can't rely on just the instant answer. And so part of what we're struggling with, I think, as photographers is finding that balance. Finding that balance between the things that are important to know and to carry with me so that I am able to have the full experience of resolving and hearing the song out because the song's not written. A lot of the worms that enter our head musically as a metaphor for photographs are photographs not yet taken which we don't know the look of. We don't know the final outcome of. We need the resolution of the completed image to understand why that was stuck in our head. And then just like with trying to recall a specific fact, sometimes if we allow our brain to relax, we chill out for a few minutes, we give ourselves some time to think and process and ponder, we can find a more interesting path to that answer. Like I said with Ferris Bueller's teacher being Ben Stein, what we might remember is that Ben Stein had a TV show where he gave away his money. Oh, and it was on Comedy Central, MTV, whatever it was on. And after a little while, you're like, oh, wait a minute. That guy's name was Ben something. Oh, it was Ben Stein. We then have the experience of leading ourselves through a much more sort of roundabout path, ultimately to that answer. And isn't that sort of the hallmark of creativity? And isn't that the hallmark of making things more interesting? is by allowing that exploration instead of connecting a straight line from A to B, sometimes isn't it 
about sort of a squiggly line between those two points from a journey standpoint, the journey of the exploration of finding the creative aspect of what we're attempting to do. And so as we're thinking about our photographs, as we're thinking about our approach to that, you know, why do people find my photographs interesting as a question or the inverse is what we hear a lot of times. Why don't people find my photographs interesting? A straight line to A to B sort of lacks that creative spirit, that creative enthusiasm, that energy that really makes that your own. But if you're allowing yourselves to not have the instant answer to to categorize, move on, and leave, you might find that that exploration of trying to come up with the answer on your own and then letting it play out, letting it resolve and write its own music to see if that noise in your head can resolve itself might lead to a more interesting path, ultimately to a more interesting photograph. And so I think as you start to sort of think about your own photographic practice and photographic process, trying to understand how is it that you're resolving out the making of the photographs? Is it in service of understanding one thing very quickly and out? Is it to resolve something so that you don't ever have to think about it again? Or is it about this sort of deeper connection to yourself, the world around you, to gain an insight that you didn't or weren't aware of about your own interactions with things? or Is it a Googled photograph? Did you get the answer as quickly as possible? I think for most of us, what we're really searching for is those more deep, meaningful photographs. So maybe take a little time this week and think about sort of that approach to your photographs. And by the way, if you've got a song stuck in your head, just go listen to the whole thing. You'll be surprised how fast it goes away. But listen to yourself, listen to those photographs and how you approach what you think about things. And are you shortchanging yourself by trying to get out of a little bit of cognitive uh, discomfort because something is a little challenging in your head or are you letting that sort of play out? I think you'll be surprised at what happens when you let it play out. Thanks so much for joining me this week on The Perceptive Photographer here on episode 489. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Gregory. I really do appreciate it. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time.